The Patriots face a big challenge in Cleveland against the Browns after a shutout win against the NFL's top-ranked offensive team. This is the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. So a couple defining weeks here for the Patriots to prove whether or not they're going to be a playoff-caliber team this year, and then we'll see where they can go from there. But these games right now for the Patriots are going to define where they go. They have a stretch of seven winnable games of which they're now in the second game. Going to Cleveland against the Browns will be one of the tougher games the Patriots face in this stretch. Then they'll return home for Monday Night Football against a woeful Chicago Bears football team. So these are winnable games the Patriots need to win. They are 2-3 and three going into Cleveland against the Browns. The Browns present a really formidable offense and a team that runs the ball well, which has been the Patriots' weakness in regard to their defense. So a big challenge for them this week against the Cleveland Browns. We're going to get in-depth with Patriots players and coaches here on this edition of the Press Pass, and we're going to start by talking about the Patriots, though, and what's going to take place with the quarterback position. Mac Jones limited to practice this week. I think it's going to be Bailey Zappi starting once again for the Patriots this week, and we'll probably see Mac return against the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. I asked Bill Belichick this week if we would see potentially Mac Jones back up Zappi, and he could be healthy enough to do that. But as would one would expect, Bill Belichick was noncommittal in regard to uh, that and gave me a we'll see. Let's preview this game now, starting with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby, what's your sense as to where this team is at heading into week, week six? Is it difficult to get a feel for the identity given the injury issues, the quarterback situation? Um, I wouldn't say difficult. I mean, we're a team understanding that we didn't start off the way we wanted to start, and now we just got to take every week like it's our type of Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Every week is an important game. We can't afford to just be going out there and just letting easy ones go by. So we got to win every situation that we can and take every week like it's important, like I said. Particularly when it comes to timing patterns, how important is the quarterback-wide receiver relationship, and what does the trust have to be like for for both individuals? The quarterback's not leading you into a spot where you might get hit mm-hmm. and that you're going to make the plays for the quarterback. Uh, it's very important, but, you know, we got great coaches who give us time and practice every week and every day to just kind of work on that and get all that ironed out. What do you see from Cleveland? What are the challenges that uh, they present to, for you this week? Um, fast defense with a lot of star power, you know, so we got to make sure that we're locked into our assignments and executing to the best of our ability. When you look at the league, is there that much that separates one team, you know, from the other? I mean, you look at records and you kind of gauge where a team is at, but mm. it seems like there's not that, not too much when it comes to, you know, guys being able to execute mm. and the type of players that you're going against. Is there a big difference between teams, or do you feel like there's a lot of parity in the league week in, week out? Uh, definitely a lot of parity. I feel like that's the NFL for you. You never know who's going to be hot. You never know who's going to catch fire. So chemistry is definitely important, you know what I mean? If the team got good chemistry and momentum, they can ride that hot hand out. Here's Christian Barmore. Do you feel like you're getting double teamed more this year? And if so, like what does that mean to you that you're drawing that type of attention? To me, I think it's more respect, I guess. <laughs> it's annoying, definitely. I hate double teams. But, you know, it means you're a good player. It means they got teams that respect for you, I guess. Then it means you're a threat. I like it. How do you try to kind of play through that? Because you know that you're making things easier for Judon or for other guys to kind of sift in because you're drawing that attention. But you also want to be the guy that's making the plays. You know, I'm doing everything for the team, you know, I'm doing everything for the team. I ain't no selfish player, you know, my, my time, you know, when it come, my, my plays come, it comes. 
but you know making us making us be a better defense that's all that's all that matters each week it seems like we're talking about a great running team and obviously the browns fit into that mold how good are they and also what type of challenge does that line present bill was talking a lot about them being in his view the best offensive line in football i mean we're gonna find out you know that's what i can say we gotta see you know it really doesn't matter who the best offensive line you know it's how how we come we're gonna come with the same mentality always come play ball let's let's find out so yeah that's a really interesting point because a lot of times like you you look at the team on tape and it's probably a lot different when you're going up against yeah. guys. You can see what their schemes are, but if you until you're facing a guy and you see how strong he is, you see what you know how he's able to pull and so forth. You really don't know what you're facing until you face the guy. So, what type of challenge is that for you in your second year? Um, really, like you just said, like really about how I face the guy. You know, film of course when you're playing good players, everybody in the league is really good player. You're in the league for a reason. So it's just about I gotta see how it is because like I know that guy on film is not me. So we're gonna see how it's gonna be really. Now Adrian Phillips. Browns obviously have a lot of elite talent on the offensive side of the football. What stands out to you the most watching them, and uh, what type of threat do they pose to you guys? I mean, they have talent everywhere. Obviously, you got to start with Chubb. He's been a bell cow pretty much since he's been there. Got it has had either a thousand yards rushing or close to it every year, and he's a guy that when he gets in the open field, he's a home run hitter. So. You got him, and even on top of that, to pair him with a guy like Kareem Hunt that was in Kansas City at the time and probably one of the best backs in the league, And for him to go over there and be paired with Chubb is just crazy. And then you add Amari Cooper to it, and you add Ninjoku, Ninjoku with the speed. Like, they just they have matchup problems everywhere, and you can see why they give a lot of teams problems, and it's going to be tough for us to go out there and get the job done, but we got to do it. What's your mentality when it comes to you know stopping the run? Obviously, that line is really good. They're going up some gaps for for Chubb, for for Hunt. Do you kind of have to approach it as kind of a, a running back yourself to some extent, where you're looking to hit those gaps, knowing that Chubb Hunt's probably coming through there? So, like the first thing that you realize when you look at the run game, you you kind of see like what type of run game do they have? Are they a, a gap team or a zone scheme? And then even beyond that, what type of blockers do they have? Do they have maulers or do they got guys that just put their bodies on you? And then you look at the running backs on top of that and see what kind of running backs do you have? Do you got guys that no matter what, are they going to hit the hole or could they take it out the back door or can they make people miss in the phone booth? And with these guys, like, you have the combination of all three. So mm-hmm. They can run any type of run that they want to. They have maulers up front, and they got backs that can literally hit the A, B, C, or D gap. So when you see that on film, you see how much of a problem it causes for defense. And when you're scouting the defense like that, and when you're game—I mean, when you're game planning the offense like that—you go up and say, "Look, everybody has to do their job. Everybody has to win their one-on-ones. Stay in your gap because." Even though your backside Chuck and or Hunt can take it back there and take it to the house. In your view, what separates like an elite rusher versus a really good rusher? Is it because obviously you mentioned there's all the variables with the line, the blocking, if they go outside, inside. But like, what separates a Chubb from you know another guy that's a really good running back uh, in the league? Well, when you have those tier type of running backs, the main thing that you notice is when they get in the open field, what can they do? Like you. 
the backs in this league are good. Like, you can go down the line, even the practice squad on every single team. Like, you have backs on your team that will easily make people miss. But you notice the real backs, like the the home run hitters, like what do they do when they're in they're in the open field? And every time he gets in the open field, it's either a touchdown or somebody's shoestring tackling them to save it. Like, that's what makes him so good, just the fact that he's able to make people miss in the hole, break tackles, and then when he gets in the open field, he's able to cut on a dime and he's a, he's a load to bring down. The final thing, like each defense will talk about how the running game is kind of where they start. That's your base. You have to be able to stop the run. Last week, you guys seemed like you did that against the Lions and other things followed. Do you feel like you're going in the right direction and this week kind of, kind of really tell where the defense is at? Yeah, I, I think last week, I, I think last week we did what we were supposed to do against that offense. Like that was the number one scoring offense, so we knew that it was going to be on us to to be able to help our team secure the win because the offense was going to do what they were going to do. But at the end of the day, like we had to stop them and keep them out of our end zone. And when you watch Cleveland and when you turn the page to Cleveland, it's pretty much the same thing. Like the offense is going to do what they do. They're going to make their plays, but it's really going to be on the defense to to try their hardest to contain their playmakers on the offensive side that they have pretty much at every skill position. Adrian Phillips right there of the New England Patriots. Bailey Zappi did a tremendous job in managing the game against the Detroit Lions. The lone interception he had was a tip ball, which should have been caught, obviously, by Nelson Aguilar and held. And you look at the Patriots' losses against the Ravens and against the Dolphins, Mac Jones' decision-making really hurt the Patriots in those games. So there's no question, in my view, that Jones is a better quarterback than Bailey Zappi. But his decision-making at least in this limited sample size, has not been as good as Zappi. So does that that fall on the quarterbacks? Does it fall on the play caller and Matt Patricia? I talked with him about that. Hey, Matt, how are you? Good, Chris. How are you doing? Good. Looking back at Bailey's game, obviously one of the things that was most impressive was how he managed the game, the type of quality decisions that he made. And obviously – Prior this season, there were some questions about you know putting throws into spots and so forth with with Mac that were contested. What was the the big difference in your view? Is it go? Is it a play calling thing? Is it um, you being more conservative as a play caller with Bailey than you were with Mac? How would you kind of uh, describe the the difference in the productivity? Um, I think you know each game is different. You know, I would say from that standpoint, so it's kind of hard to maybe compare one game to the next or a game plan. Uh, that we had earlier in the year compared to a game plan that we have, you know, more in the recent games that we've had. Um, certainly there's more on tape to look at, uh, you know, as you're studying an opponent and kind of have an idea of what they're doing now compared to what they were doing last year as we kind of get into the games here and go forward. Um, but I think, you know, the offense in general, uh, just for us, it's about trying to make sure we're, you know, doing the right thing uh, on every single play and trying to eliminate the mistakes uh, that we had maybe earlier in the year. And and I think that's just the biggest part uh, for us is that improvement, you know, every single week trying to get better um, to go out and, and, you know, put ourselves in a good position to give ourselves a chance to win. So I think it's it's hard to kind of compare maybe what we did, you know, five weeks ago to compare to what uh, it looked like last week, you know, from that standpoint, because the teams we're playing against are different. The situations uh, are different from that standpoint. But um, for us, I think just hopefully overall, we're we're just continuing to get better each week. I think that's really our goal. Some question, obviously, with uh, Damien's availability moving forward. Just what do you see from Ramadre, and do you feel like that game was kind of a coming-out party for him if he gets that type of usage moving forward? 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think Ramondre, it's, it's hard for me to say uh, from that standpoint because we're around him every single day and, and, you know, we see him every day. So we know, um, you know, he's got a great skill set. He's, you know, he's a great guy. He's uh, into, you know, everything that he does as far as trying to get ready to go play the game. And he's prepared that way. So um, all of that is kind of what we expect out of Ramondre, certainly from that standpoint. But I think he and Damian have done a great job this year of kind of, you know, managing, um, you know, the play times and splitting the roles and making sure that, um, you know, they're both ready to go out there. So uh, from that standpoint, I think Ramondre, you know, he's he's really grown as a player. He's he's obviously super talented. And, and um, you know, for us just to get him out there and, you know, to be able to play a bunch of snaps is a credit to him and, you know, his conditioning and uh, his ability to be ready to go, certainly from that standpoint. Here's Zappi on his performance in the 29-0 shutout of the Lions last Sunday. I'm getting another week of practice in, um, getting mental reps, um, physical reps is taken every day this past week is, you know, taking every rep as a game rep, uh, continuing to work receivers, O-line before and after practice, and, you know, just kind of building that, you know, comfortability with everybody. And, um, you know, it was a great way to come out this Sunday and get a win. Bailey, in what areas do you think you felt more comfortable in this game as compared to the last one? And how much did having you know, a week to prepare for the Lions and their tendencies versus getting thrust into the fire last week maybe play a role in that uh, being more comfortable? Yeah, I think um, I felt comfortable in almost really everything. Um, getting another week under my belt, being able to practice those guys before and after practice, during practice, taking those reps with those guys. Um, you know, to be honest, I can't really pick out one distinct thing, but um, I think really I felt more comfortable with really everything. And, you know, having my teammates around me, they helped me a lot this week as well and this Sunday. Let's talk a little bit of the Patriots' defense right now. As this defense had not performed to its capabilities throughout the first four weeks of the season. Now, this shutout against the Lions is a really good starting point for them, which they seemed well-connected, had good chemistry in all aspects of their defense. I talked with Patriots head coach Bill Belichick about two of the playmakers that really stood out in Sunday's victory. One was Matt Judon. The other was Kyle Duggar, who we're going to hear from in a second. Morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Chris. I want to ask you about uh, a couple of key playmakers on defense and the role that having those type of playmakers has. You've talked a lot about you know, guys that are structured and play significant you know parts within it, but having guys like Judon and Duggar, is that – integral to having a successful defense guys that consistently can make plays? Well, um, yeah, of course. I mean, they're, they're both, you know, outstanding players, um, in, in their respective positions and, and whoever, whoever the playmakers are, um, your top players and whatever part of it is, offense, defense, or special teams, you, of course, you you need those players and and count on those players to come through with you know impact plays and um, but all that being said, especially on defense, you can't really control that. Uh, you can't control what play the offense is going to run or whether those players are going to are going to have an opportunity. Um, I mean, ultimately they will at some point during the game, but certainly from play to play, you don't know that or. Uh, you know, in some of the critical fourth down situations, things like that, you, you don't know which player it's going to be that's called on. And so ultimately it comes down to team defense. Um, and and when those opportunities come, then you just obviously hope that uh, whoever the player is, uh, is able to to make the right play and make, make the play that gets you off the field or turns the ball over or creates a long-yarded situation or whatever it is. So. 
you know, the Jews are forced on the end of the line of scrimmage. You know, we know that, and and uh, and Wise has done a done a really good job for us this year. He's been extremely productive, and so when you have one, um, having another one helps helps that player. So uh, I learned that at the Giants, having Carl Banks help Lawrence Taylor more than anything. Uh, Lawrence Taylor was a great player before Banks, uh, and with or without Banks, he was a great player. You know. Tremendous, greatest defensive player. But with Banks, he became even more of a force because Banks on the other side, Wise on the other side. So um, and a little bit the same thing at safety. You know, When you have good safeties, multiple good safeties in our case, um, it's hard to get away from, you know, you get away from Duggar, you're going to McCourty. You know, get away from McCourty, you're going to Phillips. Get away from Duggar, you're going to. So when you have that kind of balance at those positions, it, it definitely helps those players because it's much harder for the offense to, to try to scheme or game plan getting away from one guy when when there's when there's another player that's that's being productive um, you know on on the other side of it so um, again as good as both those guys are and as productive as they've been and you know as much as I, I love both of them and and they're very important to our team um, having the balance at the other positions uh, as I mentioned is it, it does a lot for you know any any good player honestly, uh, but in in the case of the two that you brought up, those the other complementary pieces there, uh, just as I point out, I think they're important too. Bill Belichick, right there. Here's Kyle Duggar and how he's gotten better. Hey Kyle, how are you? Good. Seemed like um, really positive game for you, obviously yesterday with a number of uh, quality plays, the pass against the pass and the run. How have you evolved in both of those areas, do you think, over the last couple of seasons, particularly uh, when it comes to, you know, the mental side of the game? Uh, just leaning heavy on the fundamentals, uh, what I'm coached and what I'm taught to to read and, you know, things like leverage, pre-snap and post-snap, and um, just having patience and making sure that I'm focusing on the little things and the fundamentals in those uh, plays. Which was a bigger adaptation for you coming into – the year, uh, excuse me, coming into you know the NFL, was it learning to play the the run and kind of being in the box, uh, or was it learning to adapt to uh, NFL uh, pass offenses? Um, I would say in, in more ways, just pass offense. Um, I feel like the run is a lot more reactive um, in in a lot of ways, or for me, it felt that way um, early on. So I definitely think. The pass game was more of an adjustment. Now, Patriots cornerback Jalen Mills on the shutout against the Detroit Lions last Sunday. Just what does the this shutout mean for the defense here today? Um, getting back to our standard, man. Uh, number one scoring offense. Um, they're very well coached over there. They have some really good players over there. And uh, I think these last couple weeks, um, it hasn't been us. And uh, I think this is a, a good game for us, and it was a good test. It seemed like this is a performance where you guys put everything together yeah. on defense. The coverage was there. Yeah. The, the pressure was there. Run defense. Yeah. Did you guys need that? Yes, definitely. Um, like I said, that's that's us. That's that's our identity. That's been the, the Patriots' defense identity for a very, very long time. And uh, this game right here was uh, was it was the standard. Fourth down. Yeah. <laughs> Holding them 0 for 6 on fourth down is yeah. pretty much unheard of. Yeah. What went into that? Again, it seemed like it was kind of all the different elements coming together. Yeah, um, kind of like you said, you know, the, the rush, you know, complementing the pass rush and even the run defense. Uh, we 
Coach Priest is it um, every day at practice. We have those got to have it periods where, you know, it's offense versus defense, good on good, whether it's a fourth down period in the red zone or in the field or a third down period in the red zone or in the field. And, you know, they have their best plays. We have our best plays, and, and we duke it out. So when those times come in the game, we're ready for them. It seemed like you guys creating turnovers was a huge deal as yeah. well. Jack Jones, that interception he made was yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Tiptoeing yeah. backwards. To, so what's special about him, and yeah. how much do you as a veteran kind of take yeah. him under your wing and kind of teach him the way? Yeah, I mean, Jack is a, he's a baller, man. You know what I'm saying? But it also comes with his preparation. He's always asking questions. You know what I'm saying? If he does something wrong at practice, you know, um, Coach Mike, or, or he might ask one of the veteran guys, you know, how can he play that better? How he how can he make a better play on the ball or whatever it may be? And I think it just shows in the game, man. Jack is, Jack's locked in, man. Jack Jones certainly locked in right now. So is Ramondre Stevenson. Career high, 161 yards on the ground. The workload is going to continue as Damian Harris not expected to be available for this game against the Cleveland Browns. Here is Ramondre. 161 yards on the ground for you today. Just talk a little about your mindset and what was you talking about before with Damian going down and what you need to do in order to allow this team to have success. Uh, yeah, just going in from, from Monday, we just knew we had to run the ball well and just be physical. And when Damian went down, I just told him I got his back, and and he kind of he kind of knew I did and things like that. So just just putting it all together, just playing a, a full four quarter game, just trying to trying to be physical. Also checked in with veteran special teams whiz Matthew Slater to get his upshot where things sit for the Patriots heading into this Week Six matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Hey Matthew, how are you? I'm well, Chris. How are you? I am also well. Um, is one of the positive signs the type of complimentary football you guys played, you know, in that game where each both the offense defense you guys played a role as well. It, it seemed like it was all kind of come together as a cohesiveness about the group. Yeah, Chris. You know, I think that's when we're at our best when we're able to go out there all three phases and complement one another. Um, you know, get a big stop, get a punt return, um, set the offense up in good field position. Situations like that, um, I think that's something that we've always preached around here, and I think we have an understanding that when we do that, we're going to give ourselves the best chance to be successful on game day. So we want that to be a a big part of who we are. I think yesterday we did a good job of playing some good complimentary football, and hopefully we can continue to do that moving forward. I want to ask you about a couple guys you see, you know, with your unit uh, some of the time, Ramondre as well as – Kyle, and what stands out to you about them as football players and individuals? Well, both those guys are very quiet individuals. Um, you know, they're, they're very serious about their business. You know, they come into work, they keep their head down, and they're just about getting better. And I think when I think about both those guys, the one thing that they've done consistently since they've been here is improve. And as a football player, especially as a young one, I think that's got to be one of your goals. How can I improve myself day after day, week after week, year after year? And they both have done a great job of doing that, you know, taking the coaching that they're receiving here and applying it and and making themselves better. And, you know, it's showing up in game situations now. And both of those guys are, are key to who we're trying to be as a football team. Thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. Patriots, Browns, 1 p.m. on Sunday in Cleveland. 
The Boston Bruins got their season under the way. They play their home opener tonight. They beat the Capitals 5-2 in Washington. It's going to be an interesting season for the Bees. We'll get much more into them throughout the course of their season. Celtics open up on Tuesday against the 76ers, 7.30 p.m. inside the TD Garden. It's championship or bust, it would appear, this year for the Boston Celtics. I am Chris Ryan. Thanks so much for being us, being with us here for the Press Pass. Looking forward to 1 p.m. Sunday, Patriots, Browns in Cleveland.